For more than a decade, FTI has strived to become the leader in the aftermarket, performance, transmission, and converter industry. We've joined forces with McLeod Driveline Components under the leadership of Top Fuel Funny Car Pilot Paul Lee and now have a larger distribution network, more resources, and more power. Come see us in the pits and ask how you can join the FTI family. It's not cheating. It is the competitive edge. It's time for an inside look at the most powerful motorsport on the planet. WFO Radio, NHRA Nitro. This is WFO Radio. WFO Radio is back. We're getting ready for the Menards Kansas Nationals, presented by Pet Armor. It's going to be great. We're going to have ourselves great on time out there. The final time? Is it the final time that we'll be headed out there to Heartland Motorsports Park? I don't know. That's what some are saying, and others are saying maybe not. And so I've gotten into the groove like, well, whatever. Right? We're going to do our best. We're going to have a lot of fun. There's a lot going on. And uh, on this show here today, we're going to have a couple of guests that uh, I've got a lot going on. No Alan Reinhardt today. I, you know, I don't want to chase everybody away, but Alan will be on tomorrow. Erica Enders is going to be on tomorrow. So we've got a big week here on WFO. You know, those Wednesday shows are a little odd. Those algorithms that like you haven't broadcast on a Wednesday in two weeks. So we're going to give you 10% of the people. Bottom line, we're going to have Erica. We're going to have Alan. We're going to blow it out. It's going to be tremendous. There's so many things going on in the drag racing world. Some of which I'm going to comment on in a few minutes, but we've got Buddy Hull going to be on the show. Buddy has never been on WFO to my knowledge, like maybe I, I don't think so. We're going to connect with buddy. There's all kinds of good stuff going on. He'll be racing this weekend, attempting to qualify. And for my money, he is one of the future stars of NHRA drag racing. He is working a plan. He has made a plan. He's following his plan, not getting too far out over his skis. He's definitely a go getter and has the ability to bring in sponsorship. And so, uh, let's see what Buddy has to say on this show. Also on the show, Gary Pritchett, right? One of them Capco boys, but he was a uh, Nitro Ninja this past weekend up in Martin, Michigan. And Gary, who I'm a fan of Gary Pritchett, right? Because he is uh, just like hard work personified. He's been with the Capco team for since always. And he can drive. You know, he's driven alcohol funny cars and he got the opportunity to drive the Nitro Ninja up there in a match race. This guy's got his license. He's good. And so let's shine the spotlight on him, talking to him a little bit about their big win out there in Seattle and what they got for the rest of the season. But also, like, wouldn't it be cool if Gary Pritchett could get behind the wheel of a top fuel dragster a little more often, like whenever he wants? That would be cool. And that's how we grow the sport before we go any further though we want to build that audience before buddy comes on typically reinhardt would join us right away buddy's going to get on a couple minutes into the show i want to address the big announcement last week the professional racers organization announcing in a press conference that hopefully by now everybody has seen and watched if you haven't you're behind you got to watch you got people oh i heard and i read the story you've got to watch 
to fully understand what's going on. But you've got Alan Johnson and you've got Chad Head and you've got all of these people, Bob Tasca, Tony Stewart. You know, they're all there. They're involved. They're going to do a race in Bradenton. I'm going to comment about that because I have a take that I think is it's interesting to me. It's interesting to me. There's all kinds of angles out there, a lot of ins, a lot of outs, a lot of interested parties, a lot of rabbit holes we can go down on. But I've got one that I want to throw out there into the ether and see what everybody says about it, because it's of uh, consequence to me and uh, it'll be interesting. But first, let me tell you about the people who make WFO radio possible. We've been going for over 10 years. We've got such a strong and devoted audience, insiders in the sport of drag racing and motorsports log on each week and support the show. First of all, got to tell you about total seal piston rings, you know, Matt Hartford, Lake speed, Keith Jones, Kevin over there at total seal. We are constantly interviewing new engine builders. They're not new to engine building, but they're new to the show. The most recent episode of hidden horsepower, Andrew Hines, they just did something big. They swept the Western swing, the three race swing for the first time ever. They did it with total seal piston ring. But what was cool is that Andrew starts talking about some stats of this Suzuki engine that they're building that for any engine builder is pretty shocking. Like 3.6 horsepower per cubic inch, 14,000 RPMs. It's naturally aspirated. Like that's ludicrous. 3.6 horsepower per cubic inch. All kinds of interesting stories. And Andrew really goes in depth on Many of the things they do over there, you know, the pro stock motorcycles, most people are car people and the bikes are their own world, but we love them. And I think you'll be very interested regardless, regardless, total seal fit in the rings, unlocking that hidden horsepower for so many of the teams out there. When you need something, be sure to go to them. Phillips connect Justin Ashley, five wins on the season, but it's all an exercise to promote Phillips connect Phillips hyphen connect.com. Go to their website if you're in the transportation industry, if you're into trucking, if you have trucks and trailers going over the road, you need Phillips Connect because it's the ounce of prevention. A lot of our sponsors are the ounce of prevention, right? You got a wheel bearing heating up. The brakes are out. There's a problem. The load is missing. Like it was loaded and now it's not loaded. What's up with that? Phillips Connect can help you with all of that. And if you want a personalized introduction, just email me, joe at wforadio.com. Phillips hyphen connect. Go to the website to learn more. The folks at Foggett, same situation, ounce of prevention. That's a metaphor. If you haven't heard it, it means you spend a little bit of energy preventing something from happening or you spend a ton of energy and money fixing it after it's broke. Pretty simple. And that's what Foggett does. Every time you put your race car away at the conclusion of an evening, it's all hot, it's warm, you put it in the trailer, the trailer's cold, it's cool. There's condensation, microscopic corrosion, and rust on that cylinder home that you worked so hard to make perfect so you could seal up your engine and it just kind of degrades. How do you stop it? Gary Stinnett, along with Steve Williams, have solved the problem. Proprietary blend, it's in a spray can. It's right here. This should be in the trailer of every racer. Go-kart racer, junior dragster racer. It is very inexpensive for what? It's helping you do. And like me with Project Pontiac, only if I had had a can of fog it and known to use it, which a lot of people don't even know that they need to fog their engines. They don't even know. F-O-G-G-I-T.com. Check them out. Of course, you already heard a little bit about FTI performance transmissions and torque converters. The vital link in the driveline for winning racers. 
Go check them out. Dot 90, Pro Mod, Top Sportsman, Top Dragster, Street Cars. They do it all. A Paul Lee company. And then there's Bernie Speed Shop. B-U-R-N-Y-Z-Z dot com. Josh Hart's on there. He's probably making Alan Reinhardt feel, uh, you know, he's got three Resto Mod Barracudas on the up, up for sale on the site. Go check them out. Go to Bernie's.com. Josh is pushing it out. Pretty cool. Reinhardt's Cuda is coming along, but these are finished. And there's a lot to be said about that. B-U-R-N-Y-Z-Z.com, Bernie's American Classic Horsepower. Later on in the show, I'll tell you about Sam Tech. Later on in the show, I'll tell you about Frank Hawley's Drag Racing School. And, of course, my buddy Marvin Rodak as we get ready to head down to Rodak's country for the Stampede of Speed. At the Texas Motorplex, we've got our WFO Patreon meetup this year. WFO Patreons from all around the world are going to be headed to the Texas Motorplex for the stampede of speed, we're going to be giving everybody a QR code, a special QR code for WFO. So I'm not telling you don't like get tickets anywhere else. I'm telling you to wait to get them here on WFO, uh, which will be happening very, very soon. The big champions dinner. It's going to be great. Uh, we're going to let everybody know. Of course, everything is great. All right. I see Buddy Hall is down there getting ready. He's like, we got multiple buddies. He's like signing on with multiple uh, phones and devices. Got some cool things to tell, uh, to talk to him about. Got a whole bunch of people have commented already. But I do have a couple more things I want to get to while Buddy is uh, signing up. Like number one, Ron Cap's SRX experience. All right, drag racers. We made something happen. We pushed and we prodded and we cajoled. And we annoyed. We did whatever we had to do, or maybe none of that mattered. And Tony Stewart just thought it was a good idea on his own, which is also very possible. But in the end, Ron Caps is running in the SRX series. And it's this Thursday. Now, I'll be in Kansas. Maybe somebody out there already has a big plan for a big Ron Caps watch party. I think this is a great opportunity for everyone in the drag racing community to rally behind one of our own. Caps is going to be out there at Eldora. Who's on the Ron Caps train? Who wants to see Ron Caps do well? Does John Force want to see Ron Caps do well? Does Cruz Pedregon want to see Ron Caps do well? Does Matt Hagen? You would think that everybody in the drag racing community would love to see a straight liner, a drag racer, go out there and what? Finish in the middle of the pack? Like, you know, is he going to win? Like, I don't know. Have a strong effort representing our brand. And also, there is a very great opportunity for the NHRA bump in the ratings. Whatever the SRX ratings have been, whatever they are, if all the drag racers tune in and they go up by 20%, that's good for drag racing. There'll probably be more next year. You might get a Doug Coletta. You might get a Cruz Pedregon. It's all about the numbers. Why was this Eldora race more popular? Well, the answer is because it's on dirt or because Ron Caps is in there, one or the other. So join me Thursday, wherever you are, whatever you're doing, by stopping and watching SRX and cheering on Ron Caps. That's uh, public service announcement number one. Buddy Hall appears to be ready. Buddy, we'll get to you in one second. This is my take on the professional racers organization race that is going to be happening. And I'm going to invite Buddy to give me his take in a minute, too. Uh, in 
2024. So many angles, but this is my, you know, one of my thoughts. 340 miles per hour. This is a milestone that we have been talking about in drag racing since 330 miles per hour. It has been a long time. This past week on the NHRA on Fox broadcast, Amanda Busick asked Jimmy Prock, could we see 340? That interview was done, I believe, prior to the big top dragster transmission fluid oil down, which kind of negated everything. Bummer, man. 340 miles per hour. And also 300 miles per hour to the eighth mile are two major milestones out there in the drag racing universe. So much so that Phillips Connect has put up $30,000 for the eighth mile, 300 miles an hour. 340, it has just been kind of floating out there for a long time. So I want to alert everybody who maybe doesn't think like this. I'm real big into milestones. I'm big into performance milestones because I've been going to the Gator Nationals. And so from a very early age, I saw Joe Amato with the tall wing go 260. I saw Kenny Bernstein with the Ford Tempo go 260. A milestone, it mattered. I saw Garlitz go 270 in person. I was there. I saw Bernstein go 300. I was there. Milestones, people love them. They're big. I remember the first 200 mile per hour on a pro stock motorcycle. It was in testing at Valdosta and that, photograph of the 200 went around the world it happened eventually at the nhra national event and hector arana was the guy to do it but in florida in february after multiple days of testing with track prep designed to put on a crazy show by the professional racers organization someone's going 340 They're going 330, uh, 300 to the eighth mile, maybe on the same run. If it doesn't happen in the remainder of the 2023 Camping World Series season, the weather, the altitude, the air, the location, it's happening. I don't think there's ever been an urgency about 340. 340. Like a lot of people don't even know, like, do they want to go 340? Is it good? Is it bad? I remember hearing Dean Antonelli encouraging people like, eh, you know, we don't want rules changes on us. In February, after all those days of testing, it's going to be hard to not run 340. So what's going to happen for the remainder of this year? Like, will we see a 340 at an NHRA national event? Will we see the 300 to the eighth mile or... Will the entire spotlight for those final two major performance milestones in drag racing occur in Bradenton in February? Like, it's kind of interesting and exciting to think about that. We don't spend too much time talking or thinking about performance and speed in particular milestones anymore. And I know why the cars are so fast. But all of a sudden now, I think you have to. I think you've got to think about like where where could 340 happen if it's not going to happen in Bradenton? Because it's going to happen in Bradenton. They stopped going to West Palm Beach. One of the reasons was that I was told, please allow some room for people to tell me things that aren't exactly true. There could have been a hundred reasons. 
But one of the reasons was it wasn't applicable. Like we don't run in conditions like that anywhere else. West Palm Beach, Florida. It was too good. We were testing for stuff that could never happen because it was too good. That's what people said. Well, right across the state from West Palm, you've got Bradenton. So I'm interested. I'm interested. Like, wow, we've got this period, this next six months. The 340, when it was brought up on the Fox show, I was intrigued. I was excited about Sonoma that Friday night. Neil Strasbaugh told me he had been circling that session for months and months. It was so good. It was going to be so good. And we kind of, we didn't get it. How many sessions like that are left this year? Can it happen? Will it happen? Or will it not? Will it be pushed off to next year? And then what kind of, uh, you know, consequences that happen? And will it happen at that pro race? Things I'm thinking about. Let's bring on Buddy Hall. Buddy Hall. Buddy Hall, welcome to the show. How are you, buddy? You're muted, buddy. Buddy is muted. Unmute. Hey, for some yes. people, that's a good thing when I'm muted, right? No, not for me, though. You know that I like to hear you. Like, I'm not very motivated right now, buddy. And so by the end of this interview, I'm sure I'm going to be highly motivated. That's what you do to people. That's right. Well, I love it, man. Thanks for having me on, Joe. I've been wanting to come on your show, and so I'm happy to be here. Excellent. Well, so the show is sometimes uh, directly connected to winning a race, but not always, not always. There are, there are times where we got to get to know people. Sometimes I feel like I'm kind of, I don't want to say handcuffed to the race winners because they earn their way on the show. That was our initial takeover 10 years ago. But when what I think is a fresh young face coming into the sport with all this energy and making stuff happen, uh, on a show like this, before you're about to race in Kansas, you got big things happening. Perfect opportunity to have Buddy on the show. Um, so let's talk a little bit about Kansas, right? Like one of your scheduled races, and I feel like you're going to ramp up towards the end of the season. Tell us. Yeah, for sure. We're, we're excited to get to Topeka. You know, obviously, this is the last year for us to run Topeka, so, you know, we're blessed to be a part of that. But we're super excited. We struggle with our car the first couple races of the season trying to figure out our clutch program, we did figure it out and, and it showed uh, it showed a lot of faith for us in Denver. So we're super excited to get down to a, a better altitude in a little bit different conditions and better conditions to really see what our car can do. So we're pumped. We'll be ready. That's for sure. My Googler is, he chomped at the bit, man. He texted me at 6 a.m. this morning. Are you ready to go? So he's fired up. The whole team's fired up. We're ready to get in the truck and, and go north. Okay, so I am a fan of Mike Guger as a person. And uh, I felt like, and I think I told you this in, in Phoenix, to see him back at the track was uh, tremendous. And I know there were multiple reasons. Uh, you know, people said crew chief shortage at the start of the year. Like, oh my gosh, drag racing is growing to a point that qualified people that you can hand hundreds of thousands of dollars and hope that they don't, uh, you know, destroy it and blow it up. That number is getting smaller and smaller. So for you to reach out and get Mike out there and he was so humble in his return, like, Oh my gosh, you know, like, I'm so happy to be here. I thought that that was uh, tremendous. It's been a few races. How's it going? Mike's an incredible guy and, and a heck of a tuner. You know, Mike was off for a few years, you know, his last uh, uh, little stint was with, uh, Bob Vandegrift and, you know, and, and Larry Dixon and, and Leah. So he's so excited to be out here. You know, Mike has became family to me. I love that guy. Uh, he's a great person. He's very smart. And he's really uh, done a great job of catching back up with the times. You know, something we don't discuss a lot is how quickly the, the parts evolve in this business. So 
it, it's, it's been a while for him. So, but he's done an incredible job at, at getting, uh, you know, up to date with all the modern parts and, and learning how to work with them. So, you know, it's a blessing to have Mike. That's all I'm going to say. You know, he's, he's truly uh, one of the last of the Mohicans that's still out there with, you know, 40 plus years experience tuning nitro cars. And uh, he's great. He's helped me a ton. Yeah. Well, and, and this, this is a program that you're running, like you're working this program. You can't, you know, what is it? It's crawl, walk, run. Right. And you, you put together a team, you were doing some stuff with Tim, your mentor, then you got your own stuff. And now you're running multiple races. You're bringing in all these sponsors, but you seem to know that you could sell a great sponsor, but if you don't have the performance, it's not going to last. Yeah, that's right. You know, a race car has got to perform, you know, it's, this is racing. This is, this is a motorsport, and it requires performance to, to be respected and to stay out there. So our number one focus on our race car is performing, going A to B, and proving that we have the, the, uh, earned the right to be amongst the best in the world and then become one of the best in the world. One thing about me, if you don't know me very well, uh, I'll never give up on anything I want to do. I'll always find a way to make it work as long as it's not illegal or unethical or I'm not harming other people. So what I am determined to do something, I'll get it done. And I don't care how long it takes me. And my guys on my team are super loyal, super respectful, and they're along for the ride. And they have the same vision with Mike and I, which is we're going to do whatever it takes to win. It may not be in Topeka. It may not be this year, but you better believe we're not going anywhere and we will eventually win. No, and I love that. I love, I love that. We need that. That shows that the future of the sport is going to be solid because you, you have made a long-term commitment to this and, and you've been on a lot of other shows. I heard you on with uh, the Jason's on life's a drag. And I know you've been on with Monday morning racer and, uh, and we've had some conversations, but may, maybe some in my audience haven't listened to all those shows and kind of gotten the buddy hall vibe. But you are this motivational character. You are a big guy. You were what a power lifter, and you you went far in that, right? So you're a competitive athlete, not just a not. I don't want to say just a racer, but racing isn't your only competitive outlet. No, sir. You know, as a matter of fact, I'll turn anything into a competition. It doesn't matter what it is. I'm wired that way. I've always been highly competitive since I was a little kid, and, and yeah. Um, yeah, you know, I was a competitive powerlifter for, you know, well over a decade and worked my way to the highest level in the world. And then when I decided to quit powerlifting because I saw all my friends around me that were older than me getting hurt and having surgeries and their bodies were deteriorating, I said, you know what? I don't want to be that guy. I want to be the guy that, that went out on the top, that did what I wanted to do, proved what I had to prove, and move on to the next thing. And the truth is, uh, pretty much the day that I said, you know, I'm, I'm done powerlifting, is the same exact day I called my dad and said, hey, do you think I could drive a race car? And he said, mm, maybe, but probably not. You're a little too big and, you know, yeah, you've been around it your whole life, but you've never really done it before. And I said, perfect, I'm gonna buy one. And that's what I did. I had to fulfill my competitive nature and, you know, throwing darts and playing pool, that ain't my deal. Uh, and I knew drag racing, I've been around it my entire life. You know, I grew up at the racetrack. My family started drag racing in the late 50s and has never stopped, we've continued on. No one has made it to the professional level besides myself, but we've been out there for all those years and it's a blessing to be able to represent my family. It's, it's cool. What about the, uh, and I don't want to give him all the credit, but in my mind, Matt Hagen being a giant human being and yeah. being the world champion 
kind of erases the, you have, you know, Doug Herbert was a big guy. There's a lot of big guys in drag racing. You do not have to be a tiny frame to be successful. I know it does help, but you don't have to be. Yeah, that, that's, that's accurate. Certainly it doesn't help, right? You know, I'm between 235 and 245 pounds pretty much all the time. I've worked hard to, to get to this weight. My body just, it doesn't necessarily want to lose the weight very well. You know, I have a lot of muscle from all those years of, of being an athlete and competing in powerlifting and, and highland games. But, you know, these things make 12,000 horsepower. So it's enough power. And if the crew chief is working with their driver and, and working around the, the driver's body weight, it clearly works. I mean, look at Matt Hagen. I mean, the guy wins all the time, right? And he's the biggest funny car driver out there. I'm the biggest top field driver. And we haven't won yet, but Mike definitely knows how to work with my weight. And uh, I can't say, I, I don't think I can change. I'm, I'm pretty much as light as I can be at this point in my life. Maybe I could stand to lose maybe another five pounds, but you know, I'm about, I'm about as small as I can be. I'm just, I'm just built this way. You know what I mean, Joe? I wish I was smaller sometimes, especially when I'm sitting in the car and it's a hundred degrees. I'm like, man, if I was just like, I just was built like Mike Salinas, I wouldn't be like dying right now. You know what I mean? He's dying too. Mike Salinas is dying too. They're all dying. You're in these fire suits. You're in there. You're strapped in. You can't move. Nobody's comfortable. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, and I'm built this way too, man. I know what it's like, you know, I'm looking up at everybody like, Hey guys, what's going on up there? Uh, but it just is what it is. And I don't want to spend too much time on the powerlifting thing, but I like the idea of taking experiences from one thing and applying it to an another. I'm wondering how mental the powerlifting is. You got this weight there. You've never lifted it. Is it a guy over there? He just lifted it. Can you lift it? Like, tell me the mental side of powerlifting. I think we all understand building your body and muscles and explosiveness and all of that, but there's gotta be a mental side. Like I can do it or I can't do it. And that thing comes crashing down on you. Sure. You know, um, visualization is something that I was taught early in my career by a coach that I had in powerlifting and what I mean by visualization is visualization is thinking about what you're going to do before you do it hundreds and thousands of times replaying in your head over and over and over again. And I've actually carried that over into drag racing and it's worked well for me, but also to, you know, having a fire inside of your stomach to want to win and do, and I'm going to repeat myself doing whatever it takes to be able to do so is the key. And the truth is I never really cared about what everybody else was doing. I was always very aware of the best in the world and I was always looking at their training regimens and, and trying to discover what they were doing to get there. And the truth is what I learned through that experience is none of them, not I shouldn't say none of them, most of them never told the truth. And it has a lot to do with your genetics that God gave you. But along with, I keep going back to it, what I discovered, it's a mind game. It's believing you can do something and doing whatever it takes to do so and taking action every day, you know, every day take action. And, that, and that's really the key. And I, I took that exact same mindset and, and moved into my drag racing and it's worked well. And, and I, and I, I practice the same type of psychological routine where before I get in the car and when I get in the car, I go over the run over and over and over again. You know, I think about, okay, if something goes wrong, what, what would I do? How would I handle myself? You know, where would I point this car? You know, all those things, because when you think about something enough, it, it tends to become a reality for you and you're, you're better prepared that way. So I, I handle drag racing the same way and I handle my competitors the same way. I, I get along with everybody out there and it's a blessing to be able to, to, to have that and be able to say that. Uh, 
I respect all of them, but I fear none of them. I wish them all the best, but I want to beat them all. I want to beat every single one of them. And if I didn't have that attitude, then I, I shouldn't be, I shouldn't be racing top fuel, but, but um, you better believe I, I, I want to beat them all. I don't know if I'm capable of beating them all right now, but I promise you, I'm not going anywhere, man. And I'm eventually going to get my chance to beat them all. And, uh, but I'll do it very respectfully and I'll do it with all the gratitude and, and actually thank them for giving me the opportunity to do that because I, you know, I'm still a racing fan. I know it sounds stupid, but I'm such a drag racing fan. You know what I mean? I'm still, you know, I watch small tire stuff and, you know, I got to admit, I, I follow street outlaws and all this stuff. Cause I'm still a drag racing fan, man. It's still right here because, you know, that's how I grew up. You know, I remember this was in 2003 or four. I was standing on the fence in, in Joliet, Illinois with uh, Hot Rod Fuller's mom, my dad, and this guy, uh, Pat, Pat Fitzpatrick. And, you know, at that time I was probably 260, 270, you know, top five power lifter in the world in my class. And I looked at them, all three of them said, you know, someday I'm gonna do this, I I'm gonna do it. And I'll never forget Pat looking at me and says, oh, you're sorry for my language, you're full of shit. You can't do that. Well, here we are. And as a matter of fact, I heard from Pat this morning. So anything's possible, never give up never stop following your dreams, but just make sure you take action to achieve them. That is incredible. A lot of great comments out there. Just amen, buddy, Hull, go get them. All kinds of positive things. And that's, uh, that's what I told you guys. So, Hey guys, share the show to get that positivity out there of buddy Hull. All right, buddy though. What do you need? Like, all right, what's the limiting factor on this team right now? It is my understanding that the car that you drive is the one that was built by Tim he was going to kind of camp. So it's a, it's a relatively new car. It's a modern car. Like I think about TJ Zizzo who ran his old chassis for way too long and told us like, Oh my God, I had no idea that it made such a difference. You've got a modern car, you have modern equipment, you have, so what you have, what you have, but what do you need? We need more runs. That's what we need. We need runs to data that the, the more times your car goes on the racetrack and the more things that you can adjust during each of those runs, We'll give you feedback. We record everything these cars do going on the racetrack, you know, and when you have all that data, it allows us to use that data to prepare for the next following runs. And so we just need data. And, you know, data is something that you can only get when your car is going on the track because, yeah, there's some data sharing going on. Yes, you know, there's there's ideas and there's parameters that you can, you know, get from other teams that can help you, you know, improve on your performance. However, Every car is unique. They all have their own, what I want to say, personality. They all they all act a little different. You know, an example, there's many teams out there that have two and three cars. And each one of those cars on that same team with the same supercharger, same clutch, same fuel pump, same everything, you know, the, the cars are different, right? You can't tune all, you know, all those cars the same ways because they have their own personalities. And so, you know, the deal is that, that um, we just need runs. That's all we need. And, and, and that, and that takes, you know, sponsorship and we're working on that every single day. We want to be out there as much as we can. And we, we, um, we, we have the right start. I'll say that we're in a pretty good place. We just got to get, uh, we got to get more funding so we can get out there more and, and, uh, get that data. All right, let's talk about it. But first, you know, Central Illinois Dragway, super proud of you, buddy. You've done a great job getting the the, the hometown crowd uh, behind you, and I think it is great. And and the more people see you and hear you, the more they're they're going to like it. But uh, sponsorship, like one of the things that I heard you talk about in the past, and I love this, and this is exactly what we need. 
And we, we know that, you know, sometimes like the little guy driver will get a sponsor and then that sponsor a year or two later is one on, on one of the super teams. You yep. bring in, you're, you're, you're going after new sponsors always, and you brought in a couple. Let's talk about that, and then I'm going to reveal this amazing photograph that I have about something new you got coming on. Everyone, you're going to love it, just so you all know. That's awesome. Well, you know, one thing that um, one thing I'll say, when I decided to go top field racing to be an owner, I, I, I really had a, a, a mental conversation with myself, and I said, I'm going to build my own team with my own people, and I'm going to bring in sponsors that no one else has seen before. I do not want to be known as the guy that stole the clutch guy from this team and the floor guy from this team. I want to, I want to create my own thing. And so we've, we've, we've held strong to that word outside of our crew chief and with Mike has sat on the sidelines for five years. So one might say that, that I pulled Mike out of retirement and he wasn't out there with anyone at the time. So we, we've held true to that. And the second thing is, like I mentioned, I'm, I, I won't take anyone else's sponsors. I don't even contact people that are on the side of anyone else's race car. I'm interested in bringing in new, new brands, new faces, new people to the sport so we can actually grow the sport. And I hope no one, I hope no one tries to take the people I have. I, that'd be terrible if they didn't. I, I can't believe that they would, but, but yeah, I, I, I love creating things. I don't like copying. I like creating. And so we've held true to that statement and, we brought us some really cool, unique partners that I'm so blessed and honored to have in my camp. I'm so thankful for them, knowing that there's no way I could do it without them and that they believe in me because they're taking a risk with me. You know, I'm still the new guy, if you will. So they're taking a risk with me. So I have to represent their brand well. And I feel like I do as an individual, but I want to represent their brands better in terms of performance. That's what we're really focused on. We're focused on getting our car to perform better. And, uh, and we believe that we've discovered some things uh, in the last month or so that are going to help us do that. So that's, that's kind of it, Joe. That's it. Okay, let's let's reveal this. It's going to cover both of us, but I think we, we deserve to be covered. Okay, Methanol Moonshine jumped on with you guys prior to the season. And a logo on a car and a press release and a great rap and all of that stuff is, is one thing. That's commitment. But there's another layer of commitment, and I believe this is it. Check it out. Buddy Hall, top fuel dragster in the bottle of methanol moonshine. So this is really what I believe. Hull, yeah, it's methanol moonshine. Look at that thing. Um, fans want to be able to buy the products to directly help their drivers in drag racing. We've known it for years. Like that's a big thing about drag racing. But when you can't, like I, I what can I do? I can't. This is something that's going to be on the bar of every drag racer that has access to it. How cool was this project for you and where do we get it? It's so cool. You know, Wade Onger is the owner of Methanol Moonshine. And not only is he an incredible sponsor, but we became very good friends. And I'm, and I'm so happy to have him with us. But, you know, to see that picture of, you know, the, the car inside the bottle and, and the, the little blurb written on the back, you know, it, it you know, I got to pinch myself sometimes and, and know that it's real because, you know, sometimes, you know, things, you know, you dream them. And and, and for me, my dreams have came true. So it's going to be so cool. We're, we're so excited for that bottle to hit the shelves. And and uh, I hope that I, I see people coming through my pit area and want that bottle signed. That, that's going to be so cool. And um, but drink, drink cautiously, drink wisely. It's Absolutely. Wrong. So 
I don't suggest drinking it like a beer. Drink, drink, uh, drink wisely. But, but anyway, it's such a cool brand, and man, that bottle's gonna hit the shelf, and uh, it's gonna fly off really fast. Pun intended. Yes, exactly. So, um, Grey Goose and all these, you know, fancy bottle liquors. Okay, let's call it that, right? I know that that's not uh, easy to accomplish to go in there and 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 do that. So, uh, Methanol Moonshine is going to do it. Do we know? when it's available and if you don't that's fine we'll make sure our audience knows but i can see in the chat section already that people are are itching for it like roscoe the you know the yeti wants some of that moonshine for brainerd which you know brainerd is probably the perfect place for that kind of thing marvin rodak says he wants to support methanol moonshine uh and support a fellow texan so what uh like let's talk purchasing where and how and what do you know well so uh the bottles have not hit the shelves yet that was the, 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 the first one. So that was the, the I guess I want to say the prototype label. Uh, Wade does not have an exact date for them to hit the shelf yet, but you better believe we'll have a big announcement when they do. And uh, I'll, I'll, I'll probably do a post of everywhere that it can be bought from and purchased. Uh, whether it's you know in the flesh, you walk in the store and you grab a bottle off the shelf or that you have it shipped to your house. But we're, we're super excited to get it out there. As far as I know, and I could be wrong, I believe I don't know if Lexus has done anything, but I believe that we're actually the only NHRA team featured on anything alcohol related at, at this point in time. I think, I don't know that. I think that. So awesome. I just don't, I don't want everyone drunk at the racetrack. We need some sober people at the racetrack. You know what I'm saying? That includes you. I, I try to be sober as often as I can. You know, working with Alan Reinhardt, it's oh, tough. Yeah. It's yeah. difficult, but uh, you hear how he's always making poor Jason Logan press the tequila button out there and all. But all, all joking aside, I feel like, number one, drag racing fans by nature, because of walking through the pits, are more responsible and cautious with their alcoholic consumption. I have noticed that. I can't tell you a time where I've seen like trash wasted people at drag races. Whereas if I go to other forms of racing, uh, I do. So that's number one. And I think that drag racing has done a great job with the messaging. Uh, to, you know, like VIP areas and, and all that stuff uh, for beverages back in the Patron days, they would bring something out. I think there's possibility for growth out there, certainly at the Formula One race that I went to here in Miami. Every possible beverage had their special zone or area or bar. I just think there's a lot of growth potential in that market, especially for drag racing, because the sport is so great. It's extreme and you have all these opportunities to engage with the driver and the, and the fans back and forth. So I think you're on to something, but it's not just methanol moonshine, right? These renegade fuel people are on board with you. You got a bunch of people that are helping you. Yeah, you know, uh, Renegade um, is, is an incredible brand. We, we once again, I I've, have developed a personal relationship with, uh, with, with Toby and Braden, and they have been beyond supportive in our efforts. And uh, they're going to have a whole, a whole bunch of folks in Topeka this weekend. We're excited to host them. And, uh, yeah, they, 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 they build credible products, too, you know. Uh, a large percentage of the tracks across the country use their track glue, if you will. Um, you know, they, they make a full line of gasoline and, and, and methanol for, uh, you know, for the consumption of these high horsepower cars. And, um, you know, it's just, it's, it, it, it's a great product. That's all I can say. You know, we use their methanol to dilute our nitromethane to, you know, uh, right at 89%. And, um, and it works great. It's a very pure, pure product. 
That's awesome. Your buddy Chad is out there. Chad is saying, buddy is the man. Yeah. Maddie, Maddie is out there. Everybody's out there saying what's up uh, to buddy. I, I'm excited, but this one is what's cool. Uh, Chris says, thank you, buddy, for sponsoring our Down Syndrome Partnership of North Texas Golf Tournament. You rock, my friend. You're very involved in a hundred different things. Yeah, I, I spin a lot of plates, you know. You ever go to the circus and see the guy that's got all the plates on the stick doing this? That's me all day long. And uh, I'll, and, and by the way, I'll, I hardly ever say no to sponsoring anything that has to do with helping kids or dogs or people that are disabled. I'll never say no. Um, it's just, it's just what I am. I even, little funny story here. So this has been a couple months back. I very passionate about handicap parking spots, right? I know it's a cork I have. So I pull up to the shoe store, I get out of my truck and there is a brand new 2023 Corvette parked in a handicap spot going like completely the wrong direction with a paper license plate on it. I walk in the shoe store, there's just one person in there and um, I just can't help myself but to ask them to move their car. Well, long story short, that 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 good deed that I was trying to do for the day didn't work out in my favor and uh, I ended up uh, in, in a situation, in a, a an altercation. If oh you no. Oh yeah, yeah. So. But my passion towards helping people and dogs and handicapped people is, is extreme to say the least. So I get involved in any way I can, you know, in the Races for Christ folks, I support them. You know, I run a big old sticker of theirs right on my trailer and on my race car and anything I can do to help people is just my MO. I got to go back to the altercation though, because that's what everybody wants to know. Like what really? kind of crazy person wants to get into an altercation with buddy hall? Like, how does that go? Like, sir, listen, you're not handicapped and you're in the handicapped spot. You know, there's handicapped people that need this spot right now. You should move your car. Can you do it? And the person says, what? No. What's the big no. idea, pal? Like no. And an F word, you know, and <laughs> I can't make it up. We're going to get the video someday of this whole altercation because it's all on video. So, so I, I said, okay, I said, well, and I was super sincere about it. I said, can I move it for you? I said, there's only one handicap spot in this whole row. And I don't know why it can't be legal by the way. And, um, the answer was no. And then I did my business in the shoe store. I walk out the store to get in my truck. And all of a sudden I see a guy coming at me with a, with a blade. It didn't work out in his favor, by the way. Good. As you can see, there's no scratches, no cuts. You so. were attacked with a blade? Buddy Hull, you were attacked yes, with a weapon? Yes, sir. It didn't go his way. I'm, that's all. I'm going to leave it at that. I'm just going to say it didn't work out well for him that day. Buddy Hull almost got shanked in a parking lot. Like, he, he, he legit tried. I'll tell you what, when I get the video, I'll send it to you. So Please. You I, I would love it. All right. all right. That's interesting. I have one final question before we let you go. Because people, they want to know. I feel like I know the WFO audience. This is why they've been with me for a long time, listening to the show. And we grow slowly every week. Because people know, you know that I try to ask the questions that they want to know. And so here's the question. Where the heck are you? Is this a sauna? Are you in a, like, what is this? Where are you? What is this room you're in? It's very nice, but I can't figure it out. I'm at Vertex Roofers and Joel Contractors office. And this is a spot that we have. It's actually a loft over the rest of the office. And so I, I, I'm up here doing paperwork and making phone calls. And, and uh, so this is, this is my spot, man. This is one of the places where I do business. Yeah, That's this would be cool, right? Yes. No, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. I'm like trying to figure out where's this guy in the lounge? Is it a sauna? Like what is going on? Is he working I'm out? Working. I'm definitely working today. Yeah. So uh, Zach says you need a knife sponsorship. It's like, I agree. Uh, actually the other guy needs a knife sponsorship. He needs a bigger knife and he needs to go to some, 
some, some class to learn how to use the thing. That's all I'm or not. It's better that he does it. Buddy, excited to see you uh, this weekend. Q1, Kansas. It's going to be awesome. Final time. Like, you know, hopefully not. I, I don't know how to feel about that one just yet. I know there's the Flying H Motorsports Park that's going to be in the same general region. But in addition to Kansas, what other races are you running this year? So, uh, Indy, we're super excited for Indy. We're, we're really using Topeka to quote unquote, look for data so we can get it, you know, uh, our, our indie tune up, if you will. And then we have St. Louis, Dallas, Las Vegas, and hopefully Pomona. We're working on a deal to get, to get out to Pomona. I want to, I really want to finish the season, if you will. You know, I've, I've, I haven't finished the season since uh, 2021. And so I really want to finish the season in Pomona and I really like to go to the banquet. I've never done that before. So it, it's a goal of mine, but we're looking for help to get there. There you go. Well, somebody out there, Help this guy out and not a short-term thing, a long-term thing. We need a, another, would be great to have another full-time car with a full-time driver trying to spread the word of NHRA drag racing out there. And I think you're a great messenger, buddy. Thank, Thank you. you for coming on the show. I appreciate you. Thank you, Joe. WFO Joe. WFO. There he goes. Buddy Hall. See you this weekend. Thank you, buddy. Buddy Hall. Awesome stuff. And why? What's wrong with me that it's taken so long to get Buddy on the show? Well, I've been wanting, you know, maybe he breaks through for a win. Or something. All right, Gary Pritz is next. We got Gary. He's down there in the ready room. And I see it, Gary, which is great. But everybody's loving uh, Buddy, right? Everybody is loving Buddy. They love him. To, and he is a very motivational character. And that's what we need. We need new. You don't have to be brand new to drag racing. Like I've never seen a nitro car ever before in your life. And then you become a driver. That's not what we're talking about. But he has the roots. He's successful in his life. And now he is turning his attention to trying to become successful in drag racing. And what's better than that? That's what we need. We need four or five more buddy hulls and, uh, or a, a different road, right? You think about how Robert Height got to where he is. You think about how Ron Caps got to where he is. And that reminds me of our next guest, Gary Pritchett, who joins us now. What's up, Gary? What's up, Joe? How are you? I'm great. That was definitely a very, uh, I look up to Buddy Hall in a lot of ways and it was a, that was a great interview. Thank you. Well, you know, the guy is just, uh, we could say it over and over again, right? But he brings energy, like another level of yeah. energy. And you can tell why, number one, he's successful. And two, that the things that he hasn't yet accomplished, he probably will. He will. Yep. He's definitely uh, good for the sport, like you say, and we need at least four or five more Buddy Halls up and coming and just to keep growing and expanding and uh, the next generation, you have, what you could say, you know? Yes, definitely. All right, so I, I want to talk to you. You told me last week that you were going to be up at uh, 131, US 131, which is a great track. I, like, I wish they were an NHRA facility, but whatever. Um, and you're going to be match racing. You, Spencer, Krista and Larry Dixon, you're going to drive the Nitro Ninja, Bobby and Dom's car, which I love. You were there. And so I want the recap. And then I'm going to ask you some questions about obviously Capco and the rest of the year. But the fact that you're getting to drive this car now on a pretty, you know, whatever you want to call how often they run it regular basis, put on a show, chase your dream. And you did pretty well. You had great reaction times. You, like you drove well for not having driven in a while. Yes. A uh, lot of years, a lot of experience. Um, 
just being around these guys and uh, obviously Bunny Briquettes, who I grew up with around the sport. Uh, weekend recap, I mean, we started it off with, you know, racing uh, Darren Mayer's daughter, Olivia Danger, her name is. And uh, as a kid, I grew up racing junior dragsters, junior funny cars. Actually, there was one that was painted just like Bunny's car, and I still have it. I actually told Olivia she could drive it, but we got to do something that I don't think's ever been done before and line up a top fuel dragster against a junior dragster. People don't understand that. Okay. The photo is on the screen and I myself was struggling to fully understand what was going on here. Like, is this car running? Is it, is, is it started? Is this a photo op? How did this come together? It's last, awesome. well, last year. It was a photo op and we didn't get the photo. So this year we decided, well, let's try it again and let's stage them and, and go from there. And, uh, we felt like it was a good opportunity to do it. We needed to make a shakedown run because I, ha I hadn't drove the top fuel dragster since last year, and we just needed to get a good run on our belt. So well, why not? Bobby and Dom, I mean, they're crazy. That Let's let's do it. You, you, you come up with something, well, they'll do it. And uh, to be able to line up next to that kid is something that she'll never forget for the rest of her life, and I won't either. You know, I mean, that's the junior dragster kids are what is this sport. I mean, they're up and coming, and to think that, you can go and tell your friends that you staged against the top field dragster and it took off next to you. I mean, that's, that's pretty wild. Um, when we got out at the end of the racetrack, she staged and, uh, she did perfect. I mean, think about how nervous as a kid you would be to be listening to that next to you. And she's pre-staged with me. And I, you know, kind of sat there for a second. I'm like, all right, well, I wonder if she's going to go in. And then she, she held me out a little bit, which is awesome. I, you know, went on the high side, let my foot off the clutch, started bumping in, and we both bumped in exactly the same time and, we, and took off. And, you know, I got to, I made the turn at the end of the racetrack, and she pulled up next to me, and her eyes were about as this big, didn't know what to think, and just a memory of a lifetime, something we got to share with, you know, Darren and Jules and us, and that was the start of the recap of the weekend. That's what we started out with. And uh, So who had the better light, Gary? Uh, I did on that one, but she was coming for me, you know. All right, all right. It's easier for us to hit a 400 pro tree than a junior dragster, but she did very well. And I think she almost ran it to 1,320 feet before she lifted. <laughs> I'm so. sure. I'm sure. Was that on your mind? Like, hey, man, I can't uh, let this young young lady racer have a better reaction time than me in my top fuel dragster that I'm driving. Right, right. It That's was. Awesome. But uh, she did a great job and something we'll never forget. So there's match racing all over like that weekend after the Western swing, some people like this guy go home to work on household projects, but everybody who's like gets paid to go racing goes racing night under yep. fire, Norwalk divisional racing up there at Maple Grove and Indy right. Boise was rocking and one thirty one, and everybody around the country. That's where everybody plans their big summer blowout race weekend. So that's where you guys were four top field dragsters. How was the crowd? I know that the one time I was there, Dominic ran to the quarter mile and went like 457 right. or 459. 38, he went there. And that was quarter mile, and that record still stands, and it's not not going to be broken for a very long time. And uh, to say he did that there to 1320, and now we're back to 1,000, I mean, that's incredible. And uh, just to be able to be the one that gets to drive the Nitro Ninja for Dom and Bob Lagana is – a very special deal. Um, we've obviously known each other for a very long time. 
Dom and I used to race at English Town with they would match race their car against Shirley Madowney and stuff. We would run Bunny's car against, you know, Frank Manzo, those type of guys for the night of fire that's there. And Dom and I would push Hot Wheels cars around together. And we've been to, you know, we've been friends a very long time. And obviously Bob and I too. And Bob and I have worked full time with each other since 2015. And it's just a lot, a lot of history there. And to be able to drive that car is, uh, I don't really have, I don't have the words for it. It's very special. And, yeah. uh, Obviously, we got to race against Krista, and uh, Spencer was there with Pat Dakin. We had, I mean, Larry Dixon Jr. Last year, I got to race Del Worsham, lifelong hero. This year, again, I got to race Larry Dixon Jr. I got to line up next to him and make a run with him, and it was, as a kid, you dream of that, and we got to do it, and got to do it in the Nitro Ninja. That's amazing. That's amazing. You mentioned Bunny. This year, she went into the Don Garlitz International Drag Racing Hall of Fame. Of course, I was there for that. Garlitz is, uh, the guy is amazing, man, how he has been able to continue on. He wrote a screenplay about his life, like insanity, what he is doing. But you were there. It was emotional. What did that mean to you that someone who was, who kind of personally guided you and others in the sport of drag racing going into the Garlitz Hall of Fame? It meant a, a lot to me and the Burkett family. I was able to re represent her as well as I, as, as best I could, but I really wish she was there and alive to be able to accept it because she was a mentor of mine. And I mean, so many stories of people over the years that met Bunny and as a kid, generations, their kids. I mean, she uh, was a role model for very many people. And I felt like she did a lot for the sport of drag racing. Uh, she is the reason where I am today, and as long as, as well as a lot of other guys that are out here, actually Aaron Cave on um, Scrapper's car and Adam Cave, and we got uh, John Boyce here with us. I mean, that's all the Bunny's boys, and we're all out here because of her, and she just did so much for the sport of racing. I just felt like that was, it was time, and uh, was happy to be a part of it. Yeah, amazing stuff. So you guys got your first win of the season in Seattle to take over the points lead. It's kind of interesting. Justin's got five wins. You guys have got one win, but the points are very close. And it's crunch time now. We have two races before the U.S. Nationals. Um, I don't want to put you in a difficult situation to talk on behalf of the team. I want you to talk on behalf of yourself as best as you can. Like, you feeling good about where this team is at? Yeah, I mean, I could say I feel good. We've had a lot of successful years here, and you kind of see the direction it's going. And uh, obviously, the competition's tough. All these up and young young guys coming up, are they're really good. They cut good lights. Everybody's on it. The teams have all stepped up. I mean, uh, we've made them all step up. I feel like you know we were tough to beat for a lot of years, and now it's I kind of consider it like a pro stock field. You you know you. Number one could be a 369 and number 12 could be a 371. It's everyone's so bunched up and it's, it's, uh, it's really cool to be a part of. And, um, that's all I got to say there really, but the countdown's coming and that's when you gotta, that's when it really matters. You know, you get geared up all year for that. Got a couple more races, like you say, Topeka Brainerd coming up, obviously the U S nationals and, uh, then it's countdown time, baby. It's on from there. Yeah, it really is. Uh, what about driving? You drive, you're a capable driver, you're a good interview, good looking kid. Like, uh, do you want to be a driver? Like, is that like the goal? Like buddy put his goal out there. Like, this is my goal. Yeah. This is what I'm going to do. I'm never going to quit. I'm going to get, I'm going to end up here. You're, you've got a great living going on. You're already doing what you love at this moment. 
But what about the driving thing? Is that like burning inside you? Do you have I, to get there? I love it, but I also love Capco and where I'm at. And I, I've said this to somebody before. I, I get the same feeling in the car when the wind light comes on versus standing behind and the wind light comes on. When you're in the car, you're down there alone. When you're on the starting line, you're there with all your best friends and your buddies and you're celebrating that win. Down there, you're kind of alone. But I kind of get that same feeling of doing both. I would love to do both for the rest of my life. I would love to be able to work on the cars and also have my own personal car, which I recently got an undercover dragster super comp and trying that out. Um, I still run Bunny's car, her car. Uh, actually, August 25th and 26th, we're doing uh, that. We're actually entering it in Funny Car Chaos at Bud's Creek, Maryland, which is the weekend after Brainerd before Indy. So every race weekend, I'm not racing, I'm racing. So we're, we're going to try that out. It's burnouts for Bunny and Bear. My uh, late father, Jagger Naves, has put on a really good deal for that. And uh, we're going to we're going to enter it and try and see what we can do in a funny car chaos. And uh, that's exciting. As, as far as a dream of mine would be able to enter a national event, in a nitro funny car or a top field dragster and say I did it. I mean, other than that, I've, I've met so many good people. I love it out here and uh, basically just try and drive when I'm not working on them, you know? Yeah. No, we want to help you get there. We want to make sure everybody knows that, right? And uh, I know you're surrounded by some of the best people, like Steve and Mama Kay and Billy and, and Bobby, like everybody there. Like they they know what your dreams are, obviously. But we want it for you too. So yeah. let's hope it uh, let's hope it can happen. All right, I started the show. I don't expect that you were watching, but I was talking about the pro thing in Bradenton, and there's a lot going on there. And I think it's you know more drag racing is exciting. We got the rest of the season, but I honed in on one thing in particular which was 340 miles per hour in February in South Florida. It can get cool, but not too cool. Nice. The air is full of oxygen. There's all kinds of stuff, ocean breezes and whatnot. What do you think about that? Am I crazy to think that if it doesn't happen somewhere in these final X amount of races for NHRA and Bradenton in February is available, I think it's happening. What do you it's, think? Hard, it's hard to say with the air down there and the way these cars are running. I mean, everybody's creeping up on it and some are closer than others. And I don't think it's out of the question. I mean, at some point, somebody's going to break it. I mean, I, I mean, I feel like it'll be that run like Robert Hyde did in Sonoma years ago out of nowhere, ran 339 or whatever he ran. But it's going to just be one of those runs out of nowhere that it might not be in Bradenton, but it's going to happen when you least expect it. Interesting. Yeah. And, and, you know, the milestone, the performance milestone, the speed, there's a lot of reasons why they, you know, you can only go so fast at some yeah. point. Right. But that number is just, it's right there. You can, yeah. you can taste it. It's right there. Gary, thank you so much for joining us on the show. I'll see you this weekend. Uh, Topeka, the final ride, maybe. Right. Uh, Going to miss that place. Been around for a very long time and uh, one of the best out there. So we'll definitely all miss it. I got to give a shout out to Sarah Lagana and my girlfriend, Jessica Eastburn. And I want to thank everybody this weekend, especially Bob and Dom and uh, John Stewart, Bob Z, Tony Snyder, Andrew Oliski, Blake Holding, Dintro Dave, Rob, and my field guy, Trip Tatum. Trip so, Tatum, who he, he's the ultimate mic drop guy, right? <laughs> like won the Gator Nationals. Peace out. I'm, I'm yeah. going to go help out other people. That's right. He's got a car ready to go, right? Isn't that thing just sitting there ready? You got a guy right there with a full operation, just needs a little money, and he can go and compete and win in any race. So just gotta, sitting there itching, ready to go. Got to make it happen. All right. Well, we're trying. We're all trying. We're pushing real hard. Gary, thank you very much. I'll see you this weekend. All right, Joe. Thank you.
Gary Pritchett with us here on WFO Radio. And yeah, all these photos are from Bob Zelag, who is a buddy of mine. Uh, and the story, Bob shoots for National Dragster. Bob works on nitro cars. Bob does it all. Z-Lag is amazing. And when I was working for Masters Entertainment doing those Chevy shows, we went to US 131 to do a Chevy show, um, an art Chevy show. And we would walk around and find the coolest Chevys that were there. And after the day of shooting, uh, I kind of looked over at the other side of the track and I saw nostalgia pro stocks and i saw dom's trailer and i was and they're like we're going back to the hotel uh you know tough day at work and all and i was like guys i gotta stay here and they're they're like why, why? uh you know we just finished work it's like if i leave this then i'm not a drag racing fan like, i'm not i got nostalgia pro stocks i never seen him for the very first time this is the top fuel dragster here I got to go do this. And they were like, all right, we'll see you later. And so I went over there and I kind of was like, you know, just floating around, uh, you know, Dom's pit. Dom and I weren't like friends at that point. And Bob Zelag is like, Joe. I'm like, oh, somebody, somebody knows me here. Hi. Uh, and, and they brought me in and they treated me like fam. And, uh, you know, the rest is history. But that's a great event. And that's why I, I care about that event. I want it to be successful because I have a personal connection to it. All right, let's see what everybody else has got to say, guys. Your thoughts, your opinions, Buddy Hull, Gary Pritchett, Kansas, what's on the table, Ron Caps, SRX, where's the watch party? What are we eating? 340. Am I speaking out of school? Are people going to be mad at me for bringing it up? Just this past weekend in Sonoma, it was a Jimmy, Jimmy Prague was like, I don't know. February 10th, something like that. Could be cold, could be crisp, could be perfect. Who knows? But before we get to everybody's comments and my final thoughts, let me tell you about a couple more people who make it possible for me to go WFO like this guy. He's out there watching Marvin Rodak, 817-924-6821. Just inked a deal to get rare and exclusive coffee from Kenya. They came to his shop. They did a whole thing. Uh, That's what Marvin Rodak is all about. Like everybody's got their brand of coffee and it's some beans and it's a label and a logo. But what is it? You wonder, right? What is it? I don't know. With Marvin, you are getting rare coffee from the source is it the dr congo is it the dominican is it haitian blue mountain what what is it like you get from the best farms from that region which is totally different than most coffees are a blend now marvin makes blends as well bang the blower drag racing themed all drag racing theme call him 817-924-6821 he's going to be with the patreon meetup at the stampede of speed All our WFO Patreons are going down there. Sue Morris has already said she wants to go to Rodax and roast her own. And so I don't know if Marvin knows about the big roast your own event that's happening at his place. But he does now. Yeah, he does now. Frank Hawley's Drag Racing School. Drive your own. Drive a dragster. Why on earth is Gary Pritchett and Buddy Hall like, why are they like this? Why? Why are they like this? Why are they so driven? Why are they so focused? Well, drive a dragster with Frank Hawley and you will... Understand a little better. You'll understand better. Go to the website, frankhawley.com, H-A-W-L-E-Y, Frank Hawley, one of our greatest legends in the sport of drag racing, helps so many racers. You know, it's 
if you see Frank Hawley standing behind someone's car, you might get the idea like, you know, they brought Frank Hawley in. There's a reason. And there are a lot of athletes in other sports that bring in personal coaches or assistants to work them through some things. And, you know, they might not be as high profile as Frank. So you see Frank there and Frank's like, you know, like I'm, I'm not here because it might signify the person is looking for help. But see, to me, it signifies that the person is smart. If I got Frank Hawley standing behind my car, that's a signal that I'm getting the best instruction and that I care about what I'm doing and I'm trying my best to win. And so it's cool to see Frank out there assisting folks and he can assist you. Like you can get the exact same driver instruction from Frank Hawley, whether it be a super gas license or just driving a dragster on a given day on the dragster adventure. And then there's samtech.edu, the school of automotive machinists and technology. We say, start your education at full speed. They're located in the Houston area. Machine shop work. How do you learn that? This is a school. They're proved to train veterans under the GI bill. If you want to work at Boeing, I was just finishing my national dragster column, a little note about the museum of flight up there. Like those people running all those machines, like you go to Samtech, you can get a job there. So it depends on what you want to do with your life. Maybe you want to be a crew member. You want to work on race cars. Maybe you don't care. You want to do motorsport EFI tuning and be out there at the Bonneville salt, salt flats. Samtech.edu and very special instruction. Call Brian Massengill. Like, hello, let me speak with Brian Massengill. Joe Costello told me to call you. I heard from him. I didn't hear from uh, Monday Night Football. Samtech.edu. And then, of course, our Patreon VIP membership club. These are people with a backstage pass. They get to co-host the Ignition Show. They get Monday Motivation. They get to hear it from Heiner Pro Stock Show. I'm doing my best to make them feel special for actually paying to support the show. It's like a membership club that supports the show. Like, it's shocking they do it really patreon.com slash wfo radio and let's see what everybody else has to say we always encourage you guys to get a little swag you know buy the gear wfo the wfo store is available on the mobile application classic miami hollywood speedway gear which is the track that i got started at and is uh actually one of our best selling featured items the fire shirts are finally starting to take off people understand that this is the one, man. You just want the fire. And you can get that all on the WFO Radio website and our mobile application. Project Pontiac is advancing. We're getting the car running. Motor plate, mid plate, just about in. I just got a text about a block. Like, why am I doing this? I'm crazy. It's dumb. No, I want to be, I want to be out there just like Gary said. Just like Gary said. I want to stage up and race. I would love to run the Gator Nationals in Super Street. I've been to the race for 40 something years. Me and my dad never raced it. They never run super street. They never had super street. Now they do every other year. I can do it. Like I just got to put it together. We got to get this car running. Can I put together an old bracket car that I was able to win a track championship in and make it super street worthy and go run an NHRA national event? That's the story behind project Pontiac. All right, let's see what everybody has to say. I'm just self-aggrandizing now. It's all about me. You're the best, Gary. No, Gary was good. Been knowing Gary for a while now. And, you know, like when you're out there every week 
and you see these people, all of them work so hard and they're doing well, they're achieving their dreams. They're, you know, they're ahead, but you want to see them go all the way and make it. I would love to see Gary stage up the top field dragster at a national event. Love that. All right. Yeah. This guy, how much does it suck that ADCO closed? We don't want to bring that up. Poor Gary. Right. Nitro Ninja Strong. There's Maddie. What's up, Maddie? Cool deal. Yeah. Can't believe all the people hanging around the starting line. Well, that's kind of common nowadays. Yes. The answer is yes. He's going to be August 25th in Maryland. Okay, Stan. 359 would be more impressive than 340 at this time. I don't think so. And also on the table, Stan, also on the table, every milestone on the table in South Florida in February. That's my point. That's the point I'm trying to make. I'm trying to just alert the media. If you're not from Florida, you don't really understand. The air is good at that time of year. And after multiple days of testing, you know, it depends on how much you care about these milestones. I care about these milestones, historic first evers. Where do they happen? I want to see them. 359. On the table. On the table. AJ, great show, Joe. Thank you very much. AJ, good job. AJ was out there in the winter circle with Tony Stewart at Maple Grove. And this kid is wearing a WFO t-shirt. Good job, AJ. Good job. Everyone tune in tonight for loans on the shake and bake tonight. It will definitely be a good listen. It will definitely be a good listen. That's true. I will check it out. Yeah, no, like, uh, let's see. Patreons. Oh, loans will be good. I wonder if they're going to pepper him with questions and put him in un uncomfortable positions. That's what I would do. Crew member versus working for Boeing. Yeah, that's a hard decision. I don't know. Like, I don't know what you're saying. Like, I think working for Boeing is a good gig. Are you talking be a crew member? Because you're chasing your dream in drag racing? That's what I think you, you're saying. That the crew member is the easy call. Working for Boeing is the kind of monotonous nine to five. But maybe you, you mean it in the other way. That the nine to five stable job for Boeing is better and that working on a crew is not like, I don't, I don't know where you're coming from. David Payne, see at Indy. I need to pay for my indie tickets and then become a Patreon. Oh yes, you do. Yes, you do. Taylor. Great episode. As always, Joe makes my afternoon at work go by faster. That's the idea. Check out the podcast, subscribe, Apple podcast, Spotify, SoundCloud. The ignition show was so much fun. Two hours of great content laughter comedy and your boss won't even know you just have the earbud in like watching a video you're going to get caught a lot quicker right steven says he's going to be wearing his on friday out there in kansas who's going to kansas will you be stopping in kc to get some barbecue before the topeka race that is an interesting question uh i don't know i don't know i'll, I'll eat you know, usually I land and I go right to Topeka. But in this case, I might be going somewhere else. We'll see. And Chris says, hi, Joe. Uh, I want to let you guys know about a couple other things. 
while I got you on there. Anybody that's listened to the show this long knows you like the show, you follow the show, you're watching the show. Driven, an NHRA-produced reality-style show. It's on NHRA's YouTube channel. I think it's also on NHRA.tv. They've got, I think, three episodes. It's brand new. It's relatively new. Brian Loans was talking a lot about it on the TV show. We want people to watch it. There's been so much made for the drive to survive NHRA show. Like, when is it? Where is it? And you got to understand that that takes a lot of money in production. NHRA has put out Driven. And I watched one episode the other day about the pro stock motorcycle call out race. And I found it to be very compelling. And I think you should watch it on YouTube. Number one. Okay. So first of all, yes, it is the pro stock motorcycles, right? So it's not cars. It's pro stock motorcycles. We want you to watch it anyway. Watch it anyway, because there it's got everything. I think it's a really good starting point of something that could blossom into something really great. So check it out. Driven. And, uh, you know, Matt and Angie and Angie Smith says she's going to punch Eddie Krawick in the mouth or some knock him out. And it, it was interesting. It was there was everything that everybody says that they want. They want to see the acrimony. They want to see the behind the scenes smack talk. They want to see. Well, you get a lot of it. It's 25 minutes. It's not like hours long. It's 25 minutes. Go watch that. Check that out. We've also got a nice new attention in the pits out there with a really badass El Camino that we uh, checked out out there in Sonoma. You should definitely check that out as well. It's uh, it's good stuff. And that's it. I always have more to tell you about. But I think this is enough. Tomorrow, Erica Enders is going to be on the show. What has Erica done? Erica won a race earlier this year. We did not talk to Erica Enders about that. So we're going to speak with Erica as Pro Stock makes its return in Topeka. We have been sans Pro Stock for Seattle and Sonoma. It was not fun. It's not the same without Pro Stock. Pro Stock is mandatory. Got to have Pro Stock. It's part of the NHRA experience. And Erica is going to be back. And for those of you that want your Reinhardt fix, Alan Reinhardt will be joining us after Erica tomorrow. And then it'll be off to Kansas, Topeka, Kansas, for the final time. And uh, Jack Stark Barbecue. Jack Stack Barbecue. Yeah, I'm always open for recommendations. Send me one. Where should I go eat Kansas Barbecue? I hear it's the best. That's what everybody says. I'm always looking for good places to eat. As you know, as you can tell, if you see me on TV, which they say the television ads, what is it? 50 pounds. TV ads, 50 pounds. Thanks to Buddy Hall. And thanks to Gary Pritchett. Don't forget Thursday night. What's happening? Ron Caps, SRX. Drag racing watch parties. The entire sport of drag racing. Unite. Small tire, big tire, outlaw, brackets, everything that exists, street outlaws. You've got a guy that goes straight for a living, battling in an all-star race against guys that turn for a living. We can make an impact by all watching. And all you got to do is watch cool racing. That's Thursday night, Eldora, Tony Stewart. Check it out. One other thing. Tony Stewart wins in the A-Fueler out there in Maple Grove. Julie Natas battling for the championship. I got my eye on that championship battle. It's going to be pretty cool to follow that through the remainder 
of the season. All right, guys, thank you so much. Appreciate you. Subscribe, click the bell, write a review, all that stuff. We need you. Do it. Do it.